Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 35th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. This hand comes from a $2,500 buy-in World Series of Poker event I recently played. And as you can see, the blinds are 400, 800, and I have 30,000 chips. So right around 35 big blinds or so. A weak player decides to limp from first position. Uh, second position folds, and I have pocket queens. Obviously, this is a very good hand. I definitely want to raise for value slash... Uh, it's not really protection. More so just for value. Because a lot of players yet to act and call with numerous worse hands. And also the initial limper is going to call a high percentage of the time. So I want to raise to amount that the limper can and it can easily call. So we put in 800 initially. I decide to make it 2,700. I can maybe go a little bit smaller. But... Um, I'm, I'm okay with this raise size. I think this is perfectly fine. To my surprise, a player in the cutoff who was a tight, passive, straightforward player re-raises to 6,000, so 3,300 on top. And at this point, <laughs> my hand becomes pretty pretty speculative. And I know that a lot of people view pocket queens as effectively the nuts, but whenever you raise versus a limp, and I haven't been crazy, you know, I've been somewhat standard, and a tight, straightforward player re-raises, his range is going to be very strong. Also notice he's re-raising small, right? Uh, you'll find that a lot of players, when they re-raise small, they tend to have a much stronger range than when they re-raise larger. And that's mainly because they don't want you to fold. Obviously, as you start playing with better players, that's going to change a bit. But I think that against most players, particularly in World Series of poker events, this is a very clear sign of strength. So I would not be shocked if his range is Aces, kings, queens, jacks, maybe tens, and ace, king. And I think that's going to be it. So how do I proceed against that range? I decide to call. And I'm not necessarily calling to get off the hook every time. I'm not trying to set mine. Although set mining is probably barely profitable. Whenever you're set mining, you want to be getting around 10 to 1 implied odds at least. And here I had to put in 3,300 to win 14 in the pot or I guess 11 in the pot plus 24 more. So we're getting slightly better than 10 to 1. That's because that's 35 divided by 3, which is 12. So we're getting roughly 12 to 1 implied odds. That's assuming I stack my opponent every time, which I may or may not do. Um, I have to ask myself, though, do I really want to get it all in preflop? You're going to find that if I shove preflop, my opponent's probably going to fold jacks and tens and then call with only ace, king, kings, and queens. And I think I actually want to call in order to keep my opponent in with hands like jacks and tens. Whenever you're in a spot like this, you always want to, or you generally want to do whatever you can do to keep your opponent's range as weak as possible. And it's a little bit unfortunate in this hand because my opponent's range is going to be strong no matter how the hand plays out. But this is certainly a dicey spot. I I, I just don't think that I want to be getting it all in, especially in a soft tournament like a World Series of Poker event in a spot where I'm going to be roughly flipping. So the flop comes jack 10-3. So how do I feel about this flop, right? There are no overcards, which is what most people are concerned with, but they have pocket queens. But how am I doing against my opponent's range? Let me actually pull up Poker Strategies Equilab program. I'm going to show you how I'm doing against this range. Let's give me pocket queens. Let's give my opponent aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, and ace king. If you are not watching this, by the way, if you're uh, listening to it on iTunes or some other radio show, I definitely suggest you check out the video versions at jonathanlittlepoker.com. 
uh, you can find the podcast right at the top of that page. On jonathanlittlepoker.com, I actually provide a ton of free content. Every week I post an educational poker blog and I also post travel blogs there and I also have the video version of Weekly Poker Hand. So as you can see, if you're watching on Jonathan Little Poker, Pocket Queens versus the range of Aces to Tens and Ace King only has 40% equity on this flop. And that may sound crazy to a lot of players because you may be thinking, oh, well, I mean, you have an overpair. An overpair is great. But it's not actually that great. We only have 40% equity against the range. So I check and my opponent bets 6,000 into the 14,000 chip pot. So knowing that I have 40% equity, a lot of players think that I should pretty much indiscriminately call because I only need to win roughly 22% of the time or something like that to justify calling based on the pot odds. And I'm going to win around 40% of the time. So that assumes my opponent bets with ace-king every time, and it also assumes that he bets this sizing with ace-king. Notice what happens if I maybe take out the ace-king offsuits because maybe he doesn't three-bet those pre-flop. You see all of a sudden now my range has, or now my hand has dipped down to 23% equity. And so that's obviously way worse than 40, right? (laughs) And once you start dipping down to close to your break-even equity, you have to ask yourself, how is my hand going to play on later streets? And I'm not really sure it's going to play well. If my opponent is running the bluff with ace-king, he may just decide to go ahead and bet again on the turn and then I'm in an equally bad spot. Um, And if he has me beat, he's going to continue betting as well. And I'm not going to be able to really defend too well. Alternatively, if he checks behind on the turn, I, I'm i not entirely convinced that he would check behind with aces or... I'm not entirely convinced that he would not check behind with aces or kings, meaning that he could check behind with aces or kings on the turn. So I don't think that's going to allow me to easily value bet or even check call the river. So I don't think I'm going to be able to play this hand too well on future streets. So knowing that, what should I do? I decided to fold. And I know this may appear very tight to a lot of players, but you always have to be thinking about your opponent's range. And against a guy who is legitimately this tight and this straightforward, you will find that he actually does have a very strong range, a high percentage of the time. This is a spot where I think a lot of people sort of shrug their shoulders and go all in before the flop or even on the flop, thinking, oh, it's sort of a cooler. But you're going to find that if you can dodge these coolers in spots where your opponent simply cannot, you're going to survive way later in the, the tournament. And that's going to allow you to make deeper runs and end up cashing. I've actually had a few instances of this recently where I lost a lot of chips early in the tournament and ended up hanging around and surviving and and ended up cashing or you know even making a deep run. And I think that a lot of players sort of, I'm not going to say they give up, but they definitely are too inclined to put their stack in, in spots without thinking about their opponent's range. And against... If this was just a normal hand where someone limped, I raised, and he re-raised me, I would have been okay going with it. But against this specific player, given my exact reads on this guy, I think this is a very easy fold on the flop. So thank you very much for watching. Again, if you want a lot of free poker content, definitely check out jonathanlittlepoker.com. I post my blogs there every week. And if you like the content, please share it with your friends. That is the most helpful thing you could do for me. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you next week.